Hello and welcome to the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast, a series of inspiring interviews with spiritual leaders and entrepreneurs who have successfully turned their passion into their own business and who are dedicated to living their best possible life while making this world a better place through their work, offerings, and authentic presence. I'm your host, Anna Frolic. I am an intuitive guide and mentor for purpose-driven business owners who are ready to break free from their self-imposed limitations so they can confidently step into their true calling, make more money working less, and embrace the life their soul is craving. I'm so excited you're here with us, and I can't wait to introduce you to today's guest. For more information about this and past episodes, please visit www.annafrolic.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Frolic, and my guest today is Samantha Bearden who is the creatrix of the DNA activation and restructure method, as well as the Abundance Flash Mob Facebook group, which some of you may know. And she helps lightworkers and healers unlock their gifts and up-level their abundance game so they can make a bigger impact and change more lives with their work. Yay, I'm so excited to get to connect with you today, Samantha. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you again for asking me to join you. Yeah, definitely had a very strong intuitive hit to ask you. And I'm super, super excited about the topics that we're going to talk about today, especially your DNA activation and restructure method. Um, it's, yeah, it's been coming up for me quite a bit lately. Um, all the, you know, the shifts that we're making into the <laughs> paradigm. And so this is definitely a big part of it, I believe. And yes. uh, yeah, so let's get started with the first question I have for you. So I wanted to ask you, how did you get started on your spiritual journey? Did you always know that you had a special gift ever since you were a little girl, or did you experience an awakening later in your life? Um, I experienced both. I I feel that um, when you know when I was little, I wouldn't I wouldn't go I wouldn't I didn't know that it was like you know spiritual gifts. It was just kind of uh, a little odd and off. <laughs> However, I would. Um, share or know or you know at times see things and then throughout my life um up until i was older it was just kind of like you know we we just kind of like put it on the back burner like those aren't things that you really talk about so much and you know and then when i got older i was uh you know i became very interested in well, I became interested in like magic, magical things, you know, it started that uh, started to awaken in me. So then I just started pursuing anything that uh, piqued my intuitive interest. So I went from uh, tarot cards, oracle cards, um, 
Wiccan ceremonies. And here in New Orleans, because that's where I'm from, we have, you know, lots of uh, voodoo and very uh, interesting, just like any kind of interesting spiritual, uh, you know, ceremony or practice uh, if I was invited and I would be like, yeah, I'll go. And then, um, moved into, um, Buddhism and studied the Tao for a little bit and went into, um, that's what led me into the DNA, having my DNA activated. And this was in the nineties. And, uh, so I, found more and more i awakened more and more of myself uh throughout that time and then again it went kind of a little dormant because i had a little i had a few hang-ups i would say like around religion because i was also i wasn't raised religious but i when i was younger i was inspired to you know be baptized on my own like i just felt my body rise and i was like oh okay this is what i'm doing <laughs> and um studying in that there were just there were points that i had to question you know ways of being and so i took a i would say i took a little break from spirituality and never you never really take a break from it you know mm -hmm. it never really goes away. but i uh pursued other things let's just say and then i was feeling very unfulfilled and went back to um i did kinesiology which I loved. I did that in the, in the late nineties, right up, right after I had my DNA activated or right before. And I really loved that because it was energy work and I could use the energy work along with the spiritual work to work with people's physical being. And I could see the results and you know, everybody wants to see, mm -hmm. right. Uh, and so um, I came back into that started doing kinesiology again and then it led me to the to more dna work which led me to the dna restructure method being mm. created awesome and when you say your dna was activated in the 90s um did you have someone else do that for you or did you do it yourself no i had someone else do it for me and uh, again it was just like i didn't know what i was doing somebody invited me and i was like wow that sounds cool yeah and the reason it sounded cool was I remember when I was very young uh, being told in science class that we had two good strands of DNA and the rest were junk. And that always did not sit well with me. It was always in the back of my mind. And so when this person was like, hey, do you want to you know, have your DNA activated? I was like, yeah, I don't even know what that means, but yes. <laughs> and then I was like, so what does it mean? And it was that, that, you know, they were activating the other dormant strands of DNA. And I said, absolutely. Let's see where this goes. So that, um, that's what I did. Mm. And so what exactly happens when you activate your DNA? Um, do you feel that physically right away? And uh, what other things start to happen? <laughs> Uh, some people feel it physically right away. Mm -hmm. Some people have, uh, you know, they... When you feel it physically, it's usually like a health-related issue uh, that gets, you know, repaired. And some people have a spiritual awakening. 
uh, some people, I mean, like it's, it's different for, for everyone. Like everyone's DNA is different. We're all the same. You know, we're all little bits of stardust, but everyone has their, their own journey that they're on. And so different parts of them will wake up. So some people, their eyesight might get better. They don't have food allergies. A lot of times I, I work with people because disease is not our natural state. And that's mm. one of the things that I look at. Disease is not the natural state. It's not the way that things are. And so many people who feel that they have diseases um, don't have them anymore. People's eyesight gets better. Uh, you know, IBS, Crohn's disease, liver abnormalities, some cancers. You know, I've seen I've seen lots of shifts in uh, people's physical health uh, with this work. With this work specific specifically with the restructure method. It's, it was, it's different than what I went through in the 90s. Mm. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that a little more because I want to hear a little more about the, the actual restructuring part as well because um, you don't really hear about that a lot. Um, but yeah, it's really fascinating um, what you mentioned about um, illnesses getting better because um, I was told back in... I don't know, like 2010, 11, around that time when I was starting to awaken. Um, I worked with uh, a practitioner for a while and she told me that my DNA had been activated. And then, well, all my allergies went away after that. And I had never really seen that connection, but I definitely felt it had something to do with my spiritual awakening and just, I mean, being healthier in a lot of ways. I've definitely changed my lifestyle as well, my diet and everything. But yeah, that's really interesting. I'd never seen that connection. Um, <laughs> yes. Yep. People start businesses. Mm -hmm. I've had people, their relationships get better. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, relationships, you know, shift and change. People will, they were like, I've heard, had people say that they were planning on doing a webinar and then they created a course. I had people go on to create six and seven figure businesses because they, um, that glass ceiling that you feel like you hit sometimes, especially as an entrepreneur, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> when you have your DNA activated and particularly restructured, that goes away. So the only limitation would be yourself. So many people have many different reactions uh, when they have their DNA activated. They call mm. in their soulmate. <laughs> all kinds of things too. yeah yeah what, definitely whatever you want <laughs> definitely experienced a lot of these things as well like my life totally changed in so many ways yes and uh yeah so um tell us a little more about the actual restructure part of your method um why is this important in addition to activating your dna and what happens as a result right it's so the restructure method the DNA activation that, that we do, that myself and the other, there are 30 something practitioners all over the globe that I have trained in this method that we do is, um, it is one that I downloaded that came to me after a period of like, I know I'm supposed to be doing something. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is it? And, uh, so it came to me, uh, and the way that we do it is we remove uh, seals. There are seals that are placed on the DNA. 
and they're also on the Earth's axitonal grids, which are the the line, the energetic lines that run, you know, um, vertical. And we uh, we repair the breaks on the DNA. There are breaks all over the DNA. There are shadows on the DNA, and those we illuminate. And shadows are what we say are uh, like the life lessons that we need to work through. So when we illuminate them, then they become present to you and you can move through those shifts a little bit easier because you have, you know, you have the activation, you have the knowledge. And then with the restructuring, what we do is we bring all of the activation that we've done into the physical representation of the person that we're working with currently. So it lines up with, you know, what may be going on in their space physically. And so we do restructure work there. That's where we restructure everything. Mm. And so Mm. it has a, it anchors that which would be more etheric into the physical, into this physical um, realm. Mm. Very cool. And yeah, one question that I really wanted to ask you when you make those shifts, are they permanent? I read a little bit on your website, um, but just from a very personal perspective, I felt um, at some point on my journey that I started to shift out of the 5D reality. And like, I know why, like I had some karmic lessons left in the 3D for sure that I needed to go through. And there's a lot of learning and healing old childhood stuff. But um, I'd say in the last couple years or so, I've been kind of shifting back and forth between the realities. And so that brings up the question, was that um, shift or especially my DNA um, when it was activated, was that permanent or is there another, or like, is there another reason why I'm experiencing those shifts, like they're shifting uh, back and forth. Um, what would you say from your perspective? Well, that's a wonderful question. And that was the question that led me to the restructure method, because as I said, I had my DNA activated and it, you know, what we say is it didn't stick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't stick because um, the activation was not brought down into the into the physical representation of who I was. And um, I didn't have, I would just say the, the, the wherewithal, the wisdom at the time, again, this is the nineties. I didn't have a foundation. And so it didn't really last. And so that led me up to what can we, that was my question. What can we do? I know there's something that we can do to make this last. And that is how the restructure method was born. It was like, you have to bring it into the physical um, aspect of the human being. And um, what I was taught years ago was that the the DNA activation, the one that we do, the activation and the restructure that myself and the practitioners do, is it's a heart-to-heart activation. So we hold the space for the person that we're working on, whether we know them or not. It doesn't matter. We're all connected. And so when you have an activation that is, you know, self-activation, I don't really prescribe self-activation. I think it's a great start. I think it's awesome and it's better to start there than, than anywhere. But when you have a connection or heart to heart activation, 
and um, bring in that that energy from someone else, you know, holding that space for you um, with love, and then bringing it down into your physical space. It it has a lasting. You don't have to reactivate using this method. That's where there are other methods out there that they're constantly doing activations, constantly, you know, activating, activating, mm. reactivating. Now you're still going to have your, your life lessons. So when we do the work that we do, we have a, you know, a report and we go through, we do an active, uh, an activation or a restructure session and a report that you go through and you have that and you can look back on it and you can see, you know, where some of your life lessons are. Uh, and, when you have your DNA activated and restructured it because all of the frequency fences, the barriers are removed, it shifts you into the 5d reality as you experienced. And I experienced, um, it shifts you into that reality because there are no more barriers there. The cool thing is, is that we have free will. And at this point, when you're activated and restructured, you have you truly have free will uh, because there are no more barriers. So it's it's up to you what you do and where you go with it. Um, did that answer your question? Yeah, totally. Yeah, a lot of good points here, and uh, yeah, I always like to say this as well. I mean, the free will part I feel is so important, um, but I also think like there was a point on my journey a long time ago when I felt that, you know, all the shifting and the ascension and everything became a bit of a way of escaping from reality. So I think it's, that's why it's important to, mm-hmm. I guess, be okay with the fact that we still have lessons and, and that we're not yeah. just, you know, going somewhere. And <laughs> we're not going and, up to the mountain. Mm-hmm. That was, that was mm-hmm. one thing that I learned on my journey mm-hmm. as well. It's not, this is not the time period to go up into the mountain, into the cave and, you know, sit in meditation. Mm-hmm. What we do would be like a walking, a walking activation, a walking, you know, we are walking. We are, when I say walking, I mean, moving, we are constantly in motion. We are connecting with each other. And that is mm-hmm. like the, it's really, really important is to, to be present to the connection to each other, to all of us, the heart to heart connection. Mm, yeah, totally. And I think it's such an important part of shifting into the 5D reality too, because we do have unity consciousness there and we know that we're all connected. Yes. And uh, yeah, and I also think just knowing with this paradigm shift that spirituality is no longer about just <laughs> being up there and connecting with the divine, but it's more about bringing that into our physical reality. Yes, so, because we are mm-hmm. divine. We, totally. you know, we mm-hmm. are divine. And even in religious texts, they'll say like, you know, created in his image or created in God's image. Mm-hmm. We are, we are divine beings and we find, we, we are constantly looking outside of ourselves for that divinity. I think, um, as you know, in mass consciousness, we're, we're constantly searching for something that is outside of ourselves that is truly inside of ourselves, And what I say is it's in our DNA. I always say the magic is in your DNA. It is in your DNA. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally believe that. Yeah, and I really love um, what some of the very ancient texts already, I mean, there is so much in there that maybe back then we weren't able to understand. 
but I've been reading the Bible quite a bit in the last few years, and there's so much oh, there greatness is. in there. Like there, there are is, all the secrets so, and juicy bits in mm-hmm. there. I'll give you. I'll actually. I'll give you a, a, mm-hmm. a secret. One of um, one of the secrets is that when John the Baptist was baptizing Jesus, he was activating his DNA, and he took him underwater because it was a secret. It was a divine secret, and we saw him going underwater, and so we attached to, oh, we have to be baptized. You know, that's what it was. What it was. But when he when he was taking him under, he said, "You should be, you should be doing this to me, not me doing this to you." Not in those words. It's probably a lot mm-hmm. cooler. But <laughs> he was like, "You should well, be be doing this to me," and he took him underwater, and. Um, activated his DNA. So, and then everybody just attached to the baptism. So that became the thing, but they didn't Mm. know what was going on under the water. (laughs) Yeah. That makes total sense because I mean, that's kind of when he received the Christ part of himself. Christ consciousness. Yeah. He activated that Christ Mm -hmm. consciousness. And then he became, you know, then he started, he became a walking avatar for that consciousness on the planet, which was to awaken us to being that walking avatar, which is Mm. what we do um, in this method and then some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally love that. I'll definitely have to sit with this a little more today. And I think there's a lot to think about here. Um, well, you just, know where to find me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might want to do some channeling on this too. Cause, uh, I, you know, I got questions and I got really fascinated that I want to know everything. <laughs> um, Okay, let's see. I'm just uh, looking at my questions here. So um, one thing I wanted to ask you about too is like the work that you do with light workers and, and healers. Um, when One of the things that you're passionate about is helping light workers and healers really unlock their abundance. And um, I mean, it's definitely part of shifting into the new uh, paradigm, the new consciousness as well. And is there a specific reason why you're so passionate about this uh, specific part of your work? And is that tied to your story as well? Oh, I'm sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Many of us come from lifetimes of um, service and um, poverty, you know, uh, being of service and having, you know, not having enough and that that was enough being of service to God. And in this day and age, uh, money is like one of the, the, the most precious gifts that we have to work with on the planet. Because, you know, if you, if you have money, if you have abundance, let's just particularly talk about money in, in the way of abundance, because abundance comes in all forms. But in light workers and way showers and um, spiritual entrepreneurs, you know, one of the hardest things for them to to really, really get present to is that you can make a living off of being of service, and you should because you're, you know, you came here with these gifts. You came here to help other people and not to to suffer. And the way that you can help other people is if you are abundant. And you can help other people go and be abundant. So I'm passionate about that because they're here to raise the vibration, to raise the consciousness of the planet. And it's really hard to do that when you have a poverty mindset. 
You can't, mm -hmm. you can't be, you can't help raise someone's abundance if you are in a space of lack as well. And so with the work that we do specifically in the DNA work, we, you know, find those places where we um, had bought and sold poverty mindset. Maybe there were vows that, you know, the energy, the energetic connection goes with us through lifetimes. If you were a nun in a past life, and you took a vow of poverty, you knew that when you died, that vow went with you. You know, you're either supposed to go back to God, but if you reincarnated, you brought that vow mm -hmm. with you. Time you bring it over and you bring it over. And now, and also like a vow of chastity, all of these vows that we made, vow of silence, vow of oppression, vow, you know, all of these vows that we made, you know, for, for our spiritual, you know, uh, up-leveling thousands of years ago, we don't, we don't need those vows anymore. We need to be a stand um, for abundance in all of its forms. And so I'm very passionate about working with, with spiritual entrepreneurs in, in that way so that they can get present to that mm -hmm. and they can go and serve other people better. Mm, yeah, I think that's so important. And I think, yeah, those vows, like I've definitely had my experiences with these things. I think back then or a lot of the time we didn't really know that we were going to take those vows with us into another lifetime maybe otherwise we would have been a little more conscious <laughs> or sometimes we you're doing. caught up in the moment mm -hmm. and you're like yes I will mm -hmm. make this vow I am you know I'm a, I'm a woman of God I'm a man of the cloth mm -hmm. I'm going to make this vow not realizing mm -hmm. that that vow that you make is you know energetically tethered into your DNA mm -hmm. and you bring it forward through mm -hmm. your lifetimes. But yeah, of course, it's all part of our journey too and part of the lessons that prepare us for where we are now and what we're doing now. So, Absolutely. Um, um, are there any common patterns that you see in a lot of your clients, especially in, in regards to how they're creating abundance or like any... Um, common blocks like beyond the vows, um, more in the physical, um, how do they manifest? Yes. Well, funny that you said manifest. Mm -hmm. That's it. That it's around manifesting and, and being abundant or being abundant or magnetizing to you, bringing to you um, a common, I don't like to say common, but a Many times what will show up is someone feeling that they're, they're not abundant and they're not manifesting. And I say, you're constantly manifesting. You're constantly manifesting, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, whether you want it or not, whatever you give your attention to, like wherever your attention goes is, you know, where the energy flows. I mean, that's like a common, you know, saying that we have, but it's, it's very true. And so people... Uh, we forget that, you know, whatever we're giving our attention to is what we're going to bring forward in abundance in our lives. And so again, it goes back to just the shifting around that you are the creator. You're the creator of your experience all the time. That's all the time. It's not 50%, 77%. It's not 93% of the time. You are the creator of your experience all of the time. So what do you want to create? I often say like, who do you want to be in this conversation? 
and whatever the conversation is, it's not, you know, like a conversation. It's like, where are you in the world? Who do you want to be in the world? What are you going to give your attention to? So, um, for the most part, it is not, it's not just mindset work. It's really, really bringing the knowingness into your being that you are the creator and that that will trip us up all the time. Mm. Yeah, I think this is so important to remember. And even when we don't believe in the law of attraction, I guess it still works. And uh, yeah, one thing I've learned to appreciate is that when I miss manifest or I think I'm, you know, kind of manifesting something I don't want that actually reminds me of my creative power right in the end. So, and that's what I, mm. I say that I will, I say something just like that. I was like, look, if you manifest something, if you bring something to you that you don't want, don't worry about it. In like five, 10 seconds, you can manifest something else. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's go so with cool. it. You know, whatever it is that you're manifesting, if it's an experience that you don't, you feel like you don't wish to experience find the gratitude in that experience and that will shift you out of your feeling of lack immediately. Mm. Awesome. So we're almost at the end of our recording. Um, but All yeah, right. time flies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you if there's anything else that you wanted to share before we end this call. Um, any big and important message that you want to share with our audience? Oh, just if question everything, you don't have to buy into what everyone is telling you. What does it make you feel like on the inside? If you, if it makes you feel good and light, then it's true for you. And if it doesn't, then you, if you want to look into it a little bit more, look into it a little bit more, but we are, I tell my, practitioners this all the time when we first go into the class I'm like get ready to unlearn and it's the hardest thing for us to do is unlearn um, because and also even as spiritual teachers and you know going on the path that we go on we even create our own ways and we get stuck in those ways as well so be open to things showing up for you differently be open to you know, just like when I was 12 and they said, you have two good strands of DNA and the rest are junk. And I was like, nope, that doesn't sit right with me. You know, if it doesn't sit right with you, then explore it. You don't have to buy into it. We are creating our reality right now, right as we speak. We are creating history. We're, you know, as we live it. So that's what I would say. Mm, yeah, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, I think we always have this deep inner knowing, and especially if it's something that's really connected to our soul wisdom and our purpose, we just know and think it's so important to trust that inner knowing. Um, all right, one last question I have for you. Where can we find you? Oh, you can find me. Um, my website is samanthaheels.com, and it's just like Samantha heels h-e-a-l-s.com mm -hmm. and then i'm on facebook also my my business page is samantha heels on facebook and i have my group the abundance flash mob that is full of spiritpreneurs that are amazing in all different walks of life all different areas and spaces that can help you 
you're ready to, you know, up level yourself in any kind of way, that group is called the Abundance Flash Mob. You can find me there if you're on Insta. Uh, I'm on Instagram. Samantha Heels is my business page. And my personal page is Social Mompreneur. I have a lot of fun on that page, though. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm following you there. I'm not even sure I'm following your business account. I'll have to check that. I know because uh, I, I have, mm -hmm. just have so much fun on my personal page. I'm like, I'm just going to put it all there. <laughs> but I do have a business page. I have a, I have a business Instagram account as well, but that's, mm -hmm. it's also Samantha Heels. Samantha Heels all over the place. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll definitely include some of those links and the post that goes with this uh, podcast as well. So you can go and click and it'll be easy to find. Yes. And I really love your Facebook group, by the way. It's one oh, of my thank favorites. You, and I love you in my Facebook group. Thank Yay. you so much. <laughs> and thank you for asking me to join you. And yes, you always offer such amazing, you know, information and just yumminess to the group. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you. And <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much for being here with me today, Samantha. It was such a pleasure and an honor to have you and I also wanted to say thank you everybody for watching or listening depending on where you are joining us and I look forward to being back with my next episode very soon thank you for listening to the conscious entrepreneurs podcast if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating on iTunes for more information about this and past episodes, and if you're interested in working with me privately, please visit www.annafrolic.com.